news, commentary, technology, preparedness, and pop culture. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home of hot chicken. I'm Jess, the straight Christian conservative one. And I'm Chris, a gay Buddhist libertarian. We explore today's issues with opposing viewpoints. And feature guests <laughs> with incredible and unique stories. We may see things differently. But in the end, this is still, still love, love you, bro. bro. This is the one day that Chris challenged me on the script. He's like, are you sure you don't need it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd say it from memory. And I have it here on my and iPad. And then, of course, for some reason, I blank out in the middle and I'm like, we explore today's issues. Performance anxiety. I suppose. I Usually suppose. happens when you're older. Well, thanks, Chris. <clears throat> you're I'm surprised welcome. it hasn't happened to you yet. I am older. <laughs> yes, you are. Then me. Anyway, uh, how's how's your day been? It's um, been kind of sleepy for me. Yeah, it's it's been a long day. I, I got a lot accomplished. I, I I do about 152 things at work each day, so I mm-hmm. come home tired. He counts them every day, yep. making sure to keep it at that number. Exactly. Yeah. That's Ask me to do 153rd thing and I'm out. No, yeah. At that point, he's he literally locks his door and does not respond to anybody. <laughs> yeah. That actually happens. May or may not be napping. Um, I kind of had a, we expected something to go fine and it didn't. And it turns out we just, you know, did a bunch of stuff for no, for nothing. I had to revert everything because nothing was working the way they thought it would. And mm. yeah, it's just great. So I hate technology. We're supposed to start recording the podcast. I came here 30 minutes late. Not because I wanted to be 30 minutes late, but because I accidentally took like a two-hour nap instead of instead of taking like an hour nap. Oops. So. <laughs> but you, my, listener, I, I you don't know I blew out that. all my cushion. So. Yeah. yeah. Our listeners just know that we release it sometime. Between, and we always have energy and we're always ready to go. Yeah. So. We just, we'll release sometime between Friday and next Thursday. At some point. <laughs> At least we're recording on schedule this time. Yeah. It's but, always out. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, I know you've started several shows in a row, but I feel like it's just the natural progression of things. What do you have for us today? So if you have seen the news, a hat store in Nashville, Tennessee called Hat Works. It's not spelled properly, but I guess that's the new thing to do is spell things funky. Like Like, W-E-R-K-S or something? Yeah, W-R-K-S. There used to be a place in Nashville called Rocket Town, and it was spelled like R-K-T-N or something, R-K-T-W-N. Huh. Rocket Town. But anyway, I guess leaving out letters is probably cheaper when you're buying signs. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. That could have been why the original person did that. And then it just worked so well that they're like, hey, why not? It's catchy. I've never heard of it, but they made news headlines this week. Apparently, the owner posted an Instagram photo with a new patch uh, or badge or something that they designed to um, basically show that they are not interested in the vaccine. And they were marketing it to the anti-vax crowd, and it says not vaccinated. And it's a yellow star, six-pointed star with lines in between. Oh, no. And, they, and, and it was the picture was taken with it on her, um, her, her you know, the, the, the front of herself, like the, the left jacket. I don't know if the picture sometimes are reversed. I don't know what side it was on. but um, I don't think it matters at that point. I mean, it's pretty no. clear what that is and what they're trying to do. Well, you know... I, Everyone is is upset that it um, it leads reference to the Holocaust and it's insensitive to you know six million Jews that died, uh, and I guess the intention of the post and the photo was you know you you are treating us that are not getting vaccinated like Jews being rounded up and taken to concentration camps. That's the only thing that a, a logical person could deduce. From using the imagery of the Star of David, it seemed color, 
on 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 her jacket. That's the only thing that I could deduce. And I don't know if the post directly said that, but I believe it was implied. I, I didn't see the original post. Well, at that point, you don't have to imply it. I mean, there's no other... That, that imagery is is very clear. And Yes, it's not accidental. I mean, no. if you wanted to do a Novax uh, badge or patch, you could have used a needle with a slash through it. I mean, there's a lot of universal imagery to show that you're not that. So Why, why did this have to happen in I know. show? And I had I had somebody you know bring up the fact that you know she was she was exercising her First Amendment right and how did we know that that was her intention? Well, again, I go back to the fact that you can Google and find about thirty thousand free images of something that would make more sense to show your anti-vax, like again a needle with a slash through it or something of that nature. But to find something that looks very much like the Star of David and put not vaccinated on it and put it on your, your chest really well, implies. It's very clear that that's the message they wanted to send. And, and, you know, as you can tell from my reaction, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't. Okay. We talked about like Marjorie Taylor green before, and we talked about how she used Holocaust like imagery or not, not, more like persecution of Jews imagery about how how they were first treated differently and then they were you know they were forced to you know do certain things they were all kidnapped and moved to ghettos and then that one thing led to the other they eventually were killed in mass um, by the Germans and you know we talked about how is that a it's hard to sit there and judge is that a, is that a good comparison or or a not good comparison Obviously, this one is a very poor taste um, uh, yeah. because it because it actually takes the symbol and straight up plasters it on something that is that the the strife that this woman may be going through by not being vaccinated is not even a a fraction of 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 what a person who was a Jew in that time period likely went through. And so this is one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, I'm not even gonna, there's no reason to sit here and, and say that it, that it might even be valid in some point. You That's can't, just, a, it's just meant to be offensive. Yeah. I you think. can't I even really remotely. It's, it's just that. provocative yeah. and there's no, there's no good argument behind it. And, and I, I don't know if it was intentional, but it was just, it was important. <sighs> I don't even have to ask. But what, what I'm curious about and what, what I really want to know, in fact, and I'm married to a Jew. My husband is Jewish, and and that that really hit home with me. And apparently, the Jewish Federation in Nashville has stood up, and there was a protest at the business and such. And I believe she's taken it down and written an apology, rightfully so. But that's you know that here's the conundrum: that's freedom of speech. It is. She's protected by her First Amendment to get on the internet and spew whatever message that she would like, either Correct. positive yeah. or negative, vax, no vax. Um, and you, you have know. to bear the consequences of those things. You know, I, I, like if I jump on social media and start bad-mouthing my employer, I might get fired. And it's not a violation of my First Amendment rights. The only thing the First Amendment protects you from is from the government punishing you for your speech. Sure. It does not protect private businesses from punishing you. That's why, you know, schools can punish kids for what they say or I, – I, that's kind of a stretch because their schools are government. But they have rules, right? And if you want to participate in whatever – entity you're participating in, you have to abide by those rules. The government's the only one that's restricted by that. So Sure. You know, and so even though she could, I mean, that was well within her First Amendment rights, which we 
certainly um, protect and hold dear on this podcast and in, in our regular lives, but we also have to have better taste and we have to have a little bit more class to recognize the imagery and the, you know, what you're inferring in what you say and what you do. Because even though it is lawful, even though it is your right, maybe it's in poor taste. And here's the interesting thing. Um, I, I took a few communication law classes in college that I, I was extremely enamored with, except for the tests. They were they were quite, quite rigorous, um, com law. But I enjoyed it a lot because we talked about how political speech, um, inflation, like inflammatory speech, stuff like that, that is the most protected form of speech. Something like that is actually the speech that we should want to protect the most. If the government were to come in and tell this lady that she um, has to shut down her business or she has to, if the government comes and says you have to take this post down because of what you said, it's a bad day. And everyone should rise up and argue for her, this woman's right to say that because if we are not allowed to say inflammatory things, well, then we're going to be really upset when someone gets up there and defines inflammatory as something that we actually believe. Sure. And that's stuff, speech like this, however horrid and, and, and offensive it is, is completely necessary. And it's something that everyone should have the right to do and say. Now, like I said, you face the consequences of what you say. It's a public forum. People also get, they have a, a right to call you names or, or refute what you say or talk about uh, what you do on a podcast. That, or protest. Yeah, or protest in front of your business. They have the right to do that. So, Well, here's what's happened. Uh, it's the cancel culture. They have, um, you know, there's, she's going to lose business. Now, granted, there are a lot of people who continue to buy hats there who just don't care. Some people that agree with her, I'm sure. Sure. Um, the, I think it's called Stetson makes cowboy hats. Um, they have decided to no longer let her sell their brand. And that's a big brand. Fair enough. Um, but there's a lot of hats out there to be sold. And, um, you know, but I'm sure that cancel culture is trying to shut her business down because of that. She still has a right to practice business. If businesses want to cut ties with her, then they also have the right to do that. I sure. mean, if that's what the market says, that we don't want to associate with someone who says these things or has said these things, fine. Fine. That's, that's how yep. it happens. And if you believe that that imagery was used incorrectly... Don't buy a hat from there. Right. You know, let the people that believe that way congregate there. Let them have something. Let them be over there. You Now you know where they are. But there's no place for government in situations like this. Right. I even get really nervous when a politician comes and comments about something like that. Like, yeah, they can make their belief known, but if they're targeting someone specifically that's not another politician about what they say, it, that's kind of scary to me because uh, would that not discourage a person from saying their true beliefs if they feel like a really powerful person is angry at them or is... You know, because we know there's backdoor shady stuff that happens in the government. And I actually know of someone, not like personally, but he's a figure that I like to listen to. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a conservative talk show host, actually, locally here. And he talks about all the time on his show that he gets audited, like, regularly, like every year. Like, he all, every, every, every year for a while. I think it was especially during the Obama administration, for some reason. He got audited every year, and maybe once or twice a couple of years. And when have you been? I've never been audited. I know I'm only 20-something, but... I'm not going to say that because then I will. Right, exactly. And But, but that's what I'm saying. Is It's like, why is this guy, who's a big, prominent talk show host, being audited and all that? He just found it weird. Obviously, it's just... It's... it's um, well, How do you say it? Uh, 
coincidence. Anecdotal. Oh, anecdotal. Anecdotal. Yeah. So we don't know if it's you know true or if it actually has something to do with the fact that he's a conservative talk show host, but it is something to think about. So anyway, I, that's that's just that's kind of all I have to say about that. I there I will say that with the Holocaust comparison, I feel like every time we've talked about this, it's it's one of those topics where it's anytime someone ever brings anything like that up, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. We don't talk about that. I, I kind of want to caution against that honestly now obviously there are some situations and especially like this one where it is in very poor taste however there's a reason we have history and there's a reason we compare modern times to history it's because we some of the things that happened in history we don't repeat yeah so you know if we walked around anytime someone claimed that uh they were you know being marginalized because of their race that someone was being racist against them. And we said, whoa, 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 that was nothing like slavery back back then. That was way worse. You shouldn't compare anything to that. Well, do you think that would be very productive? I don't think so. No. Now, I, obviously, once again, I don't, I, don't, I don't think what this lady did was appropriate. I don't think that this comparison is warranted. However, there have been some comparisons made to the whole idea of vaccine passports and, and you know, making lists of people who aren't vaccinated and reducing the rights of people who are not vaccinated that have made comparisons to how Jews were treated um, back in Nazi Germany, which some of those I think are decent comparisons. Sure, but that doesn't lead to death at a concentration camp. Right, but you I know, think that's where the race, uh, racism against by a random white person on the street doesn't lead to slavery, but it's still bad. But the biggest difference is you can't help being born Jewish, but you can make a decision whether or not to be vaccinated. So it's not like they're you know they're persecuting you for a choice that you can't make. That is a key difference, but we're also, I mean, they could, I know the whole Jewish thing is a race, but it's, it's like persecuting someone for their religion. Perhaps they can choose to deny their religion, but maybe they don't want to, or they, they would face serious harm in their mind or in their heart by doing so. And I know the whole, this is the whole vaccine thing is so controversial and we've, I've made my views known on that, several times, but I, I don't think that uh, another thing I think about the COVID vaccine is that, you know, I don't understand why now we're talking about how we need all, uh, everyone 12 and older to be vaccinated. Well, a 12 year old is not going to die of COVID-19. They, they have such a, such a small, small, small chance of even Mostly. being sick with it. The, there have overwhelming young, very young people die of COVID yeah. with obviously comorbidities, but overwhelmingly. Far overwhelmingly, they've they've not died and they've not been sick, and I think it's, I think I finally settled on what it is. It's just money. I mean, what these companies have so much to gain if the government is sitting here. Joe Biden came out to like the past couple of days and said, "Hey, uh, here's some com- this company is uh, like um, Bush, I think, right." Um, they're going to give you a free beer on July 4th if you get vaccinated. Wow. Uh, and and you if you get vaccinated, you you get entered into this lottery thing. And it's like why why the never before have we have we the government pushed a medical treatment for everybody to get. I mean, can you imagine being a CEO of one of these companies right now? I mean, just the dollar signs on your eyes are growing so big that we can see them for miles. You see money piles in every person because somebody's paying for that vaccine. It may not be you and me. Somebody is. And they're making money off of every shot. You know what's interesting is we, it's funny, and that's how much the, um, the COVID is, is interfered with our lives. 
our lives. Every every episode we've got almost like a full on. We always it, it always moves into it's it. A mini because, topic. Yeah, I mean it it touches so many people. It touches so many lives, and and it's it's a polarizing issue. You you're you're vax or you're anti-vax. You know you you either know somebody or have been affected by COVID or not. You know um, it has touched. It's probably. I mean I've been around a lot of years. Um, I'm not going to date myself on the show, but I've I've never seen any one single issue like polarize and touch as many lives as it has. And, and I hope I never do it in my lifetime. It's it, it's been stressful. It's been 2020 was a very stressful year. I, I, there's a big event that I do every year that's coming up in August, and I was talking to people about it, and they were like, "Wow, you know, it's been two years since we've done this." When you really think about it, and it's like, wow, it you know, it feels like a millennium now. But yeah. um, you know, I mean, life just got put on hold for a while. Yeah, it did. It's insane. So we will not we will not go into vaccines. The show we promise, listeners. We oh, you've got I know we did. We'll we'll stop. Um, oh, you you had it's something just becoming with, a podcast about a singular issue. I know the COVID nineteen podcast with Chris oh, and man. Jess. Oh man, what do, what do you have? Uh, it is something kind of interesting. It is obviously related to some shortages that we've been having. Um, it's the silicone problem. We actually, it's not necessarily the silicone element, but it is the uh, actual silicone chipsets. Um, the reason that we've had electronic shortages, the reason why a $800 graphics card from a computer costs $3,000 on eBay. I told Chris this actually today. I don't know if it was yesterday or today, but I walked in and I was like, hey, um, I just found out that if I wanted to buy a RTX 3080, those of you who are not computer people, that's the bit, one of the best graphics cards in existence right now. I could go on eBay and pay four grand, or I could go on Amazon and I can buy a complete computer, a, a pre-built system with a top-of-the-line processor, uh, maxed-out RAM capacity, um, Huge amounts of, of storage, fast storage at that, some cool RBG or RGB case, and it's bundled with a monitor and an RTX 3090 for four grand. I can literally buy all of that with the graphics card included or just the graphics card itself. It has been insane, and I've got the same problem. I'm, I'm trying to upgrade a, a graphics card, actually, in the computer that we use to edit this show. And and I didn't jump on it before uh, before COVID, and now I'm at the point where I need it. Uh, we we do a couple other shows in the studio, and one's a video cast, and so I, I need a, a powerful graphics card. And and I've been looking, and the where I want to be the the sixteen sixty, they're eight nine hundred dollars, and you that's know, a two hundred and fifty dollar. Yeah, it's a two hundred fifty dollar card. They're eight nine hundred dollars. It's um, ridiculous. It, it is insane. And I think what would help if maybe Nvidia and AMD could put some sort of code in the card that um, detects being used for mining. Well, that's been tried. And in fact, they released some mining specific cards for that reason. I think last generation, they were trying to reduce the efficiency of mining on their actual gaming. Well, yeah, Cause you have but, professionals that need to buy them for work and they can't because you've got, you know, people buying them to, magically produce digital currency. Well, I'll tell you, this is the this is actually the story that I had and I'm doing this all from memory, so forgive me if I have some facts not straight. But the reason we have this silicon shortage is not just miners. It's not just 
COVID. It's not just resource shortage. It is literally the perfect storm of problems that happened during this thing. And it and it's all started, um, obviously, with COVID. So what was one of the biggest industries that took a hit with COVID? Uh, the restaurant industry. Yeah, that's one of them. But I you think said the biggest. One of, um, I said one of the biggest. A healthcare. Um, they they didn't take hit. <laughs> they, yeah, they made money. I was being facetious. Automobile manufacturers. Okay, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. So, o- other than I saw a report that there's a like somewhere in Kentucky, there's a lot of like thousands of trucks just sitting, yeah. fresh off the line because they can't buy chips. But I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought that's automobile. that's kind of where we're going with this. But yeah, so automobile manufacturers took a huge hit during COVID. And therefore, when they started seeing that their their um, their out their sales rates were going down, they canceled tons and tons of orders for um, specific integrated circuits from so, from several big uh, circuit pr- producing companies. Of which there's only like four in the world. The biggest one in Taiwan, um, and I, I forget what it's called, but it's an abbreviation. But it, it exists in Taiwan, and they're they I think they supply over a quarter or more of the world's integrated circuits. Um, and so they cancel these orders. And the way this business works is it comes from the actual silicone dye manufacturer, and then it goes into another step into another middleman that actually cuts the chips and, 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 and designs them certain pieces of them. And then moves into another one, which is like an OEM, like Panasonic, that actually manufactures the computers themselves. And then it goes to GM or Ford or or um, Toyota or stuff like that. And then they put them in the cars. So that's kind of the supply chain. Well, when when they canceled these orders during COVID, obviously these big computer manufacturers were like, "Oh, well, here's there's a huge drop in orders. We're going to go ahead and cut back our production a little bit." That didn't really affect things too much. But what was everyone buying during COVID? Oh, DoorDash. <laughs> DoorDash is one of them, but electronics. Sure. Home electronics. Webcams. Webcams. All kinds of stuff. Laptops. I mean, it, schools laptops all of a sudden had to order hundreds everyone of Everyone was required of to have a laptop for school and a webcam if you didn't already have one. If you had a desktop at home. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Systems. I needed, with the start of COVID, I needed a webcam, and we ended up paying a lot for it yep. just to get a webcam. I mean, webcams that were selling for $20 were several hundred on yeah. eBay, and it was crazy. I got really lucky and actually had a, <laughs> I had purchased one a while back for what I thought was an exuberant rate. And of course it wasn't now that I'm looking back. So, uh, but anyway, so everyone is purchasing electronics. Everyone is out and buying them. They're not buying cars, but eventually everyone got their stimulus check. Everyone got their COVID money. Maybe they decided to buy a new car. So after COVID started cooling down a little bit, these uh, car manufacturer uh, stuff went up. By the way, I forgot to mention, during COVID, all these electronics manufacturers put in huge anticipatory orders because they knew, hey, we've got a ton of stuff flying off our shelves. We need to go ahead and start making more things. They put in huge orders. All that canceled inventory went to the new electronic manufacturers. They went to the, all those ones that they were buying. So we already have the cap, I guess, the 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 amount of stuff that is normally made is already being supplied just to the world's electronics manufacturers because the auto manufacturers backed out. Now, when the auto manufacturers jump back in, which now their price prices uh, on the market are soaring because, well, everyone was wanting to buy a car after COVID and once they had all their stimulus money, at least in the United States. And, uh, well, 
they put in orders for those chips too. Now, the problem with silicone dye manufacturing is it doesn't, it's not like one of those things where, oh, we got to make more, so let's turn the factory up a little bit. It actually takes time. I think something like, uh, this may be a wrong estimate, but a single you know, silicone dye takes something like three or four months to manufacture, and there's nothing you can speed up in that process. So you have a completely saturated as far as um, supply or demand rate industry. And all of a sudden, you have a whole other industry that just came back in. And they're like, we need more, we need more, and they start placing these orders. Well, they're not going to be able to make these chips any faster. They're, they're just going to have to say, okay, we're going to have to backlog them, and we'll get to you when you get to you. So that may not have hurt the industry by itself. But I saw this explained. You remember how I said that we had like multiple middlemen? Yeah. We had Panasonic, the computer manufacturer, who's actually selling the stuff to Ford. Then you have someone who actually puts the microchips together. And then you have the person that actually manufactures the silicon dyes, right? Well, when a company sees a huge spike in orders, they're going to overestimate how much they need in anticipation of more um, orders coming in, right? So instead of, let's say, we got an order of 60 million of X, well, we're going to increase production to 80 million of X just because, right? Just because we want to have a little bit of cushion there. Sure. Well, when Ford put in an order for 60 million computers, Panasonic says, oh, well, we need to increase production. So we're going to put in an order for 80 million uh, of these processors. And then when that processor company saw, oh, we need 80 million of these, we're going to put an order for 100 million of these. And then it came back to the silicon manufacturer. Now, all of a sudden, we went from needing 60 million computers in cars, and now we need 120 million um, silicone dyes, which is a whole another factor being multiplied there. So not only do we have huge demand, but we have inflated demand because these companies are saying, well, hey, we need more. It's, it's natural for us to try to stockpile. So like when, when all the toilet paper stuff went down, that was literally because everyone was like afraid we, they were going to run out of toilet paper. So everyone went and bought a ton of toilet paper, and that's what caused the shortage itself. We had the gas shortage. We talked about that last episode. There was never actually a gas shortage, but everyone thought there was, so there was because everyone started hoarding gas. Yeah. So that's basically what's happening there, but on an industrial level, on the level of a business. And therefore, we've got a huge backlog of orders that these silicone companies are having to fill and all the other companies that are smaller changed to them are falling between the cracks. So we've got a while to wait before chip prices, electronic prices start to normalize. And I guarantee you after that period, there might be a, you know, the price is going to drop perhaps a little bit. I sure hope so because I really need a graphics card. I, I would love to upgrade. I got so excited when I saw this graphics card that was supposed to be like two or three times more powerful than the previous generation card that cost $1,200. And it was going to cost me $800. I was very impressed. There were actually people that were upset because they had just purchased a previous generation card for $1,200. And then they said, hey, our um, our $500 card is actually like 1.25 times better than that. So it's like, oh, or it's 120% what the other card was. And that was kind of bumming people out. But now all those people that have those really powerful previous generation cards are very happy because no one can actually get them. And yeah. if you can, you've got plenty of money, so you don't have to worry about it anyway. I've even looked on eBay, and it is just it is insane. You're right. It is horrible. I mean, I, I when you told me about that 1660, 
which like I said before, it was a it's like a two hundred and fifty dollar card being eight hundred dollars, I about I about like spit my water out. I was I was like, wow, that's that's absolutely insane. Yeah. I can see the most powerful graphics card in the world costing four thousand dollars if there's a demand for it. But for a card that is supposed to be like the common man's graphics card costing eight hundred dollars, it's like whoa. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So but anyway, you know what? We'll um you, we've got Chloe, who's going to give us a little pop culture. I'm sure it. she's going to love all of our conversation we just had. <laughs> <laughs> she will be. So, all those silicone yeah, chips. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Chloe. You're listening to Still Love You Bro. With Chris and Jess. And we have Chloe joining us with some pop culture. Hey there, Chloe. What you got for us today? Well, I got a couple things for you guys today. Um, so the first thing that's happened this week is that, um, and I apologize if I say her last name wrong, but Naomi Osayaka, who is, um, native to Japan, but she's one of the best female tennis players, um, in the world, um, has stepped out of the French open, uh, because she came out and said that she was struggling with anxiety and depression. Oh, that's sad. Um, the reason that this is, yeah, the reason that this is a big deal though, is because the anxiety and depression, um, was caused by the media and by journalists that were interviewing her before and after matches and tournaments. Um, she stated, yeah, I, I wasn't either, unfortunately. Um, she was stated, uh, it was, excuse me, she did not state, but her team stated that there would be questions uh, before matches comparing her and other players for her to talk bad about other players and other circumstances that are somewhat normal right now in the sports world. And so, this past week, she decided to skip a uh, like one of the press conferences, and she got fined fifteen thousand dollars. Whoa, for it really? Because she skipped it for skipping a press um, conference. Yes. Wow. And then uh, because of that, she even came out and said, "Hey, it's for my mental health. Like, I'm really not in a good spot right now because of the media." And so the media used that, and they blew it up. And so um, she that is where she made the decision to just drop out of the French Open altogether. Well, good for her. I think they need like that. This is a step in the right direction. If they want to them uh, the media to respect them, they need to show the media that they're not afraid to to punch back. Like talk about don't don't tell me how much money is lost because she's dropped out of that. I mean that's a big deal. And also recognizing that she's having these issues and moving on it and not letting that influence her, I think is big. Yep. I I tell you what, I am so happy that I, I when I was a when I was younger, I wanted to go into journalism. I am so happy that I did not do that because I disdain <laughs> the media so much. I mean they just they they're just unlikable in my opinion. They're they're a lot of them are unlikable people and. So it, it's especially in situations like this where why are you pressing someone like that? Why are you causing them so much pain even though they're telling you, hey, calm down. I just want a break. Well, good for her. I hope that she gets better. I hope that she's able to take a break and and get her feelings in order. And good for her for sticking it back to them. Yeah, I'm on the same page. A lot of other... Um, Japanese and also American brands and athletes, they're coming out and, and applauding her for what she did. Um, coming from an athlete who, who I, obviously I'm not a professional, that'd be kind of cool, but I'm not the <laughs> most that I've been um, be cool. like interviewed. Yeah, the, the most that I've been interviewed is, is when I won my regional tournament in high school and the newspaper came and she asked me like, 
really good questions. Um, I was kind of surprised, but like there are times when journalists will ask, uh, you know, they'll just ask really dumb questions or they'll want, they'll want a story that's not there. And, uh, I think a big thing that's also happening in the golf world that, that I'm a little bit more connected to is, um, there's two golfers that are two of the longer hitters and two of the, um, I would say not most approachable golfers on tour that got into a huge like Twitter and like online fight about stuff. And even like Jack Nicholas, one of the best golfers of all time, if not the best, came out and said, I, I feel like the media is driving all of it. So there's a lot of media attention with athletics right now that I think can be simmered down and like just tell the stories that are there. There's no point in faking. And you know, it's big too. You, know? you said she was Japanese. I think that's probably. So she was, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I... She was born in Japan, but she moved here when she was three. Okay. Cause I, I think part of the Japanese culture too is, is, um, is of strength. And I think that possibly, and maybe I've got the wrong country, but she probably would have been ostracized in Japan or maybe I'm thinking China, but for, for admitting that publicly and then stepping down from something, I almost think the Japanese culture would, uh, would also kind of frown upon that. That's why I was curious. Yeah, they, I mean, on the articles that I've seen, they, um, the Japanese tennis association, this is a quote. They said the first thing to be considered is miss Osaka's and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that health. I wish her the earliest possible recovery. And that was from the executive director of the, of the Japan tennis association. Okay, so she well, has then maybe a lot of China. people on her side. I th- no, I think, um, I think that is a common like Eastern, you know, view. I mean, it, stereotypical, you know, strict parents, you know, Asi- Asians are typically like the stereotypical, you know, they have very high standards for the kids. Right. So I think that's kind of where that was coming from. But yeah, I, I think it's good that at least they're acknowledging, Hey, you know, this is, this needs to be taken. She needs to take care of herself. And I, man, I tell you what, I, the biggest thing about this story that hits me is I'm so happy that there's someone who's standing up to this, you know, 24 seven news cycle and saying, no, I'm, I'm not a story and I'm not going to let you make me a story. Fine. Make, you know, I, I'm going to give you uh, something that you're not going to like. And, you know, I get so frustrated with, you know, like, like you were saying earlier, uh, the media making up things and, and trying to create stories where there are none. You know, I, it's so desensitizing to like open up a website and see all these articles that say, you know, so-and-so destroyed and in, in amazing argument, blah, blah, blah. It's like, they're just trying to grab your attention and, and it, the bar is being raised so high. They have to be extremely outrageous and inflammatory to even get you to click on something. I think that's a symptom of, of the bigger problem of, you know, I guess our, our very, <laughs> short attention spans as a society. So I think that, and like, we forget that they're people like, that's a big thing with like, when you look at people like Tiger Woods, who is almost looked at in the golf world as like a God, like you forget that he's a human that has like emotions and like, actually like, you know, has a family and has a life other than being on TV and being a golfer and being the best ever. So um, so I have some awesome throwback news for this week. Hope you so, throw back to the eighties. So I might know something. Oh, a little bit sooner, but you'll probably still know it. Cause it was one of the most popular shows that was on TV. I'm so sorry if you hear my dogs barking, I'm in a new, I'm in a new space this week. So, um, but 
the Friends reunion was on HBO Max last weekend. It premiered. Um, a lot of people were really concerned about Matthew Perry because he seemed very um, spacey from the episode. But a lot of people, he struggled with um, with alcoholism throughout the show. Um, that's why you see a lot of weight gain and a lot of weight loss in the original um, series. Uh, but for this one, it seemed like he was either... Um, a lot of people think he was intoxicated during the reunion. Didn't it come out um, that he had like a dental surgery, like right before he went on stage for that reunion? I have not seen that, but that could be true. I, and I that would it. make a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know anything about pop culture, and I don't know how this the story pop, popped up on my timeline. But um, I saw that I saw the outrage, but then I saw that his uh, media crew released something saying that he had had. Uh, a dental surgery prior to that, and that that was why he seemed sluggish. I bet. I, I mean, for having to go and do that after a dental surgery, I bet you he was taking some good pills uh, just to stay, you know, out of pain and be able to focus. But yeah, that's that tough. is that is correct. That is what I because I, I just looked it up, and that does say that that was um, the reason why he was sluggish. And I, honestly, the the people, the producers of the special, did a really good job. Um, I didn't see, watch all of it, but I watched part of it. They did a really good job of, um, you know, since they probably knew that that had happened, they really didn't have a lot of segments where it was just him or close up of just him. And they worked um, around so it they, well. Yeah. yeah, they made they made it work. So, but a lot of people were really concerned that he had relapsed because uh, he has had issues with drugs and alcohol and things like that in the past. So, well, no one told you that life was going to be this way. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I tried. I had to do it. Anyway. Um, another throwback is that the first trailer for the iCarly reboot uh, came out yesterday as well. The what reboot? Um, iCarly reboot? I They're Carly doing a reboot? reboot. What is an iCarly? Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't know what the <laughs> iCarly show is? That was actually a it's show so of sad. my time, me, me and Chloe's time. Wow. Uh, I, I know what an iPhone is. It's uh, it's like I, a, yeah. it's a Nick, Nickelodeon show, and it was... The guy that I mean, his all of his shows are very similar. What's the director's name? Do you Dan remember? Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. His shows are all like essentially the same. <laughs> they have very similar styles of being shot, and the and like the background is all the same. And yeah, it's interesting. But uh, as far as the background, like uh, the applause and and the the pacing of the show, I've always found that interesting. You look at any Dan Snyder show, and they're very similar from his early beginnings all the way to whatever he's doing now. Chris, do you know what Drake and Josh is? I mean, it sounds like two brothers that no. do videos, but it also, I mean, it when is. you say Drake I mean, and Josh, is it like correct. ice cream? Why do you not know this, Chris? I figured you it's would at least. He's, he's you too are old, so babe. old, man. Drake and Josh. Sorry, no offense. Anyway, that's such so a going good back show. to that's 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 a ninety. What show. do they do? It's like a it's like a two thousand show, I guess technically. Drake and jo- so well, let's go over iCarly because that's what we're talking about, and then okay. we'll talk about okay, Drake okay, and Josh okay. off off yeah. the podcast. So iCarly is a show from the early to middle two thousands that was about um, two teenage girls and their um, guy friend who they make. They, it was before YouTube was. It was right when YouTube got really popular, um, right at the beginning, and so they make like a web show that is called iCarly. And it's just them up in this loft and they, and they have all these adventures that they and, go on yeah. and they have their own website and all that they stuff. They get really popular and, so, and it's just kind of the comedy that goes around all that. So they have a weird brother who's an artist and he does weird things. It's kind of like the side, you know. Spencer, Spencer he's my favorite. Yeah. Anyway. So, he's, he's um, but 
but in the reboot, um, uh, Miranda Cosgrove and then um, the guy that plays Freddie and Spencer will be back. I believe Freddie's mom is coming back as well. <laughs> um, but Sam will not That's be crazy. back. Sam and, both Sam and Gibby will not be back. Um, Jeanette McCurdy, who plays Sam, had a lot of um, traumatic experiences. I remember on you set telling us she, about that. Yeah, she um, didn't like how the producers treated her, and she tried to continue acting after the show was over, and she just didn't like it anymore because of that. Um, and then the guy that plays Gibby said that he is so traumatized, like after iCarly was over, because now every time people see him, even though he's not like big anymore, they all like they'll do like the Gibby thing where he lifts up the shirt and like shakes the shirt and they'll want him to do it when he goes to like restaurants and stuff. So and he's just kind of over it. Gibby was the stereotypical like fat character and they made fun of the, the fact comic that he was relief. fat all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it wasn't like, you know, laugh. I guess it is laugh at him. That's kind of what the show is about. But anyway, I'm sure that was, he, apparently he lost a bunch of weight and he hates being known as Gibby. <laughs> Wow. Which I guess makes sense. Although I'm very sad about um, Jeanette McCurdy not coming. I know that she experienced yeah, a lot of too. trauma, but that doesn't even sound like a reboot anymore. You know, like the good the good thing is that she um, she addressed it and kind of came out about it the last couple years. But she also uh, says that she's really into writing and producing now. So I'm actually kind of excited to see what she like writes and produces for other films and things that will be for herself and not for like Nickelodeon or any other network. So I am excited to see what she comes out. With. I was excited about the reboot until you told me that she was not going to be there. And I'm like, well, what is this? It's not even really an iCarly yeah. reboot anymore. So yeah. if I had the decision to make, you know, and I knew that this, the co-star, one of the co-stars was not going to be, I know, I know that technically Miranda Cosgrove was the star, but they literally were, co-stars in my opinion they were they were the two elements of the show so i don't really see a reason to do a reboot if we don't have both elements right. there it's not a reboot anymore so it's it's some other show well moving on sorry i know oh, you I have more stop talking about iCarly. but wait uh, there there's more <laughs> but wait there's more so um how there was a huge coincidence that happened early um this morning into like more like yesterday. Um, so in 2008, um, the famous King Kong set at Universal Studios in Hollywood caught on fire. Chris, you probably remember that one. Maybe it was a pretty big story. No, <laughs> he's looking like um, <laughs> the only I? reason I remember was because I actually was I went there like two months later because my aunt lives in california and we actually got to like see the burnt down set like it was crazy like it burned down two full like um studios that wow. were out there when was like, this was a big fire this was in 2008 okay on june 1st now the coincidence of this is that late it would be late last night early this morning it's still in california time it was not june 2nd yet the minions attraction at the same park caught on fire huge fire the same day 13 years later that the king kong one did 13 that's weird Isn't that's that pretty spooky? weird that is did somebody set this fire i do not think so it was a it was a system malfunction with the attraction is what i've read wow. it's a big malfunction yeah Especially if you got people on it. That's bad. Good grief. Well, it was, I don't think so because it was in the middle of the night and they oh, were closed. Oh, good. Okay. Man, I've always so, pondered about what firefighting in an amusement park would be like. 
That'd be really strange. It'd be scary at the Jurassic Park ride. At You've got a Disney. lot of, of of like fake buildings and fake yeah. you know things everywhere. Like that would be very strange. I know that Disney has their own fire department and they yeah. do a really good job of safety. I, I don't believe know Universal. Universal does as well. I suppose they would have to. They're such a large area. So well, especially the Universal and Hollywood does because they're an active studio. So like that's where they film oh, like the yeah. boys, like all these movies. And so the interesting thing about it is that, like, like you said, like, uh, so many Hollywood stars, like, like Universal Studios has been around since like the twenties. Like, that's their big thing is that they've been around making movies. And so it's like, could it be haunted? Because you have so many old movie stars that you know have. Uh, well, it's only happened. There. It's only happened. This is the second time that has been a sequential like but thing. on the same day i know and but 13 years later that's kind of winky dink to me it's it's you know was is there a saying for that i almost want to say fool me once sham on you fool me twice sham cuz like it's it's like it's only two i don't really think that there's anything crazy going on it's only okay two. now in 13 let, years now, later it when listeners if it gets to 13 years later and we're still on here doing this when i'm in my late 30s if it burns down on june 1st I will be, and if it does, we will be, we will all do over. A whole it'll be like episode it. three hundred and something. No, it'd even be more. It'd be like episode five hundred something. Chris would be, you know, like in the nursing home or whatever. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're doing the show from no. <laughs> Jeez, well, at least you guys will come oh, visit wow. once a week. Hey, hey, you know what? You can escape anytime you want because you know Morse code. Another code, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what fascinates me more than anything. The Amazon River runs for miles and miles, and most of it is uh, uncharted and unexplored. And in those places, the porous limestone, which makes the riverbed, slowly seeps. And sometimes it seeps down a mile under the earth, and it forms these little ponds. And in these ponds, there are these fish that have evolved over years, and they are, um, they're clear and they can't see and they've really never been studied. Those fish know more about pop culture than I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> see what's that is? I was the sitting second here. You said, the second you said Amazon, the only thing I thought of was like Amazon.com. I'm like, where, where is this going? What? what? I was thinking I was like, that How is he going to relate this to the story? Oh. You were like, you were like these little fish that nobody's seen before, and I was like, became us. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, totally. That's, I, don't, I didn't that know where you were going. Nothing I'm to sorry. do with what we were talking about. It did because <laughs> those fish know more than I do. Culture. I'm so. Oh, sorry, they know more Chris. than you do. Those fish know more about pop there culture than I do. Watch I your really periods. Tried. You don't want to. You're gonna say something you're gonna regret. What do you mean? You just said that those fish know more than you do. They do. About pop culture, yes. About pop culture. Anyway, so grammar not too. Well, the last the last bit of news that I have is that um Corella, which is the origin story of Corella Deville from 101 Dalmatians. Is it um, is it Corella? Did come out this past it's Cruella, but I say Cruella, okay. sorry. I was like I always grew up saying Corella. Cru- like when I Cru- say Isn't that a car? A I'm Corella? gonna watch Corella Deville. I mean <laughs> That's a Don't good. make fun of how I say things. <laughs> We're the southern people this. here. Are you come on, you got to live up to that. Am I not allowed to have an accent? Uh, Where'd you get that? Allowed? The parents own a Toyota Corolla and a Coupe de Ville. 
<laughs> anyway, anyway, well, we Cruella came out this past week. Um, it is available for purchase on Disney Plus or is in the movie theaters as well as A Quiet Place 2. It's in the Ooh, um, I'm excited about that. What's it in? It's in the movie theater. What is that? It's in theaters. A movie theater? I haven't heard of those things in like a year and a half. Oh, yeah. I know, <laughs> yeah. right? She thought you were making fun of how she said something. Oh, like, what no. do you guys in the like, South say? Movie theater. What the heck? Movie theater. We don't say the cinema, Chris. Yeah, it's the cinema. <laughs> it's a film. At cinema. Um, well, so, anyway, but those those are awesome. both available. There's great reviews for it, um, but they said it's kind of a mix of Suicide Squad with Devil Wears Parada and that Emma Stone did an amazing job playing the role. Um, one thing that I will say, just because I love dogs and dogs are like my best friend, um, a lot of people, whenever the 101 Dalmatian movies would come out, so there's the original and then there was the live action with Glenn Close back in like, I think either the 80s or the 90s that was that was made. And now uh, Cruella came out and uh, the purchasing of Dalmatians goes up every time one of these movies comes out. Because, oh, yeah. you know, kids see them on TV and they get excited and the parents are like, let's just get them one. Um, Dalmatians are not dogs that want to be kept inside all the time. They really like to run around and a lot of families don't understand this. So they will adopt a lot of them and then want to just go throw them out when they eat all their furniture and go crazy. So if you are a person who goes to see Cruella and your kid's like, I want a Dalmatian, go get them a stuffed animal Dalmatian. If you don't have enough time Those to things are with big the dog all the too. time. I, I think the reason I've always heard that they're mean. And I think no. the reason they have a mean reputation is because people keep them inside and they don't exhaust all that energy. Maybe. But let me yeah. tell you, the first time I met a Dalmatian, <clears throat> I was at this camping trip and we we were sitting around a fire and, you know, we were exploring some libations and one of the other campers rolled up. He had this really cool Airstream. And when he pulled it, and this isn't one of those stories that's going nowhere, and then all of a sudden it makes sense. I'm just making sure we're not going to talk about so how he, the rock under the under yeah. the tire of the Airstream knows yeah. more about pop culture. He's driving up in this Airstream, and when he stops, like the Airstream is like rocking back and forth. And I'm like, holy crap, he's brought his family in the camper. And he goes and he opens the door, and this Dalmatian jumps out. And it's the biggest thing I've ever seen. It's like a horse. And it locks yeah, eyes with me, and it starts running towards me, like tongues flapping. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in panic mode. I have no idea what to do. I'm, I'm in a lawn chair. There's no way I could have gotten up. And it is locked eyes with me, and it is moving like 89 miles an hour. And it was the biggest thing on four legs I've ever seen in my life. What happened? It made it to me and just it wanted love. Like it, it was the friendliest dog <laughs> I've ever met. When did I got it just up, like dead stop right in front of you. No, it, it got me. Okay, I mean, it, it yeah. Got when I got up off the ground, I, I was able to pet it, and it was they're really cool dogs. But they that's were just hilarious. They want to be outside and run. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, a lot of families just they, the kids see them and they want to adopt them because their kid wants it, and it's it's just not a good situation for the dog. So if you're not able to take care of a dog, please don't adopt it because then it just goes in a shelter and it's sad. And you have people like me that like go in there and think, oh, look at this little puppy. I want yes, him. do not. Okay. Because <laughs> we do not need a Dalmatian. <laughs> we don't We don't need more than one Dalmatian anyway. Yeah, one one max. We need one a max. 101. No, no, no. no. There's a movie for that. You can watch the movie and be happy. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Well, that's all my pop culture news. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. We did. And I want to lead into something. You guys kind of hinted right there. We we will have Dalmatians. 
Um, Chloe is very close to the podcast, uh, closer than you know. She's not just a, a random affiliate that we got for pop culture. Um, but we have good news. If you've noticed, she sounds very digital. She has been uh, coming into our podcast from afar. And the great news is, in a matter of weeks now, uh, Chloe will be joining us here in, in the studio, studio, live in person. Yes, she will be. And we're all very excited. We're very excited about that. She's no longer on a screen. We get to see her on a screen. You guys just hear her. So we can actually have uh, interactions that are not, uh, you know, a little bit lagged behind. Yeah. We don't have to walk over each other while we talk. And it's going to be great. Exactly. So we're all excited for Chloe to come come to this area. Yep. We are. So me too. I'm so excited. Like, there we go. Like, great example. I just walked right over. (laughs) Um, Well, Good episode. We talked about a lot of uh, different things, as usual, um, and we talked about some cool pop culture things. Chloe, I know you would have loved to be a part of the conversation about uh, computer chips and graphics cards and all that. We we really should have had your input on all that. But um, Well, you know, when she's in studio now, she can comment on that stuff. That's right. Before we you get know, to pop culture. You know, how, you know how Chris said that those fish know more about pop culture than he does? <laughs> Those fish know more about all that stuff than I do, so it's really okay. We'll trade. You know what? All of us together will learn some new stuff. Well, thanks for tuning in and listening to Still Love You, Bro. Um, Once again, we do have social media. We have a website, stillloveyabro.com, stillloveyaya.com. Uh, no, still love ya, bro, with a Y. Yeah, you can email us. I am Chris at stillloveyabro.com. Jess at stillloveyabro.com, spelled Jesse, J E S S E. Yeah, and you don't have to try to pick favorites. You can email me or Jesse, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but if you want to email us both, why not? You can always leave a review as well. I think uh, Apple Podcast allows you to leave reviews, and we appreciate getting your feedback. And even if you don't have something nice to say, feel free to say it. We'd love to. Uh, hear about it and talk about it whenever we have uh your comments we usually bring it up if they if they allow us and uh that's always fun to kind of hear a, a little insertion of someone else's opinion uh, on the show it is and if you want to join us as a guest to let us know we're uh we'd be glad to have you in person or digitally absolutely we won't fly you here but if you can get here we'll put you on exactly <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of still love you bro have a good one guys <laughs>